Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Our editor, Matt Gambino, is on assignment, but he joins us in spirit. While we live in a hyper-connected world with nonstop news outlets, the internet, social media, and cell phones, yet for all that talking, it seems as if there's not a whole lot of listening taking place. Many times we're talking or even shouting at each other rather than having a conversation. In the wake of the clerical sexual abuse crisis, some parishes are trying to change that by hosting listening sessions where parishioners can voice their concerns and hopefully be heard. Well, to talk more about the practice of listening and what it means for the life of the church, we've invited Father Arthur Percaro to join us. Father Art is a member of the Augustinian Order, and he is currently the Acting Vice President for Mission and Ministry at Villanova University, where he's also an adjunct professor of theology. Father Art, welcome. Thank you very much, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It's a pleasure to have you, and thank you for putting up with my rather raspy voice. I'm prepared to do listening because I don't have much voice. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Father, you have spent quite a bit of time ministering in other cultures where listening is, to put it mildly, perhaps a more active part of parish life. Can you tell us where you've been? I spent most of my life, uh, when I graduated from Villanova as a seminarian, I had volunteered to go to Peru, I actually went there to learn Spanish because I had studied French in high school. That was one long lesson. (laughs) I know. I started and I really felt right at home. It was as though God had told me that, yes, this is your place. I I love the people. The atmosphere was very different from my birthplace in the Bronx, New York, but it was a challenge and this was an opportunity. I felt that God had called me to be there. So I started studying theology in Lima. I ended up finishing in Washington, D.C., but I spent most of my life after that in the desert and then in the Andes, the mountains of the same diocese in the northern part of Peru, where it was a missionary diocese. The Pope had handed it to the Augustinians to encourage us to to build the church. And we were literally given the the grace, the opportunity to build from scratch. Most of the people were baptized, but had had little opportunity to have formation in the faith. So to be able to sit back and discover God working in these people and how I could share my experience of God and grow with them in this experience of God. It was, it was truly a blessing. Though most of my life, as I say, was there. And there was a period in time when, uh, because of the work I was doing in Latin America, building communities, my own religious community invited me to come to Rome as part of the General Council to work with the order around the world, but principally in Latin America, to build up our Augustinian communities so that they would be community building instruments of the reign of God. How does listening build community? It sounds like an obvious question, but something is not working well. In this age of this mass communication, somehow we're becoming more and more fractured. Mm -hmm. What's happening? It is truly amazing. I'm back a little over three years now in the United States, and I really find that there's... Oh, I don't watch television. I haven't gotten back to that. There was no electricity. You're not missing anything. I don't either. I gave up my cable. (laughs) You you see, people are talking heads at one another that the people in my community would say. And taking the time 
time to truly believe that God speaks to us through us. So that if I am busy telling God what I need of God and not willing to listen to what God has to say, it's not even half the story. But then even beyond that, knowing we're in a very individualistic society and our world certainly suffers the consequences of individualism, not just the United States, but yes, here, because we are those who have forged ahead and we've pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps. But this is an opportunity, being a Christian, to know that, no, it's all gift. Life is a gift. And that God speaks to me in the silence of my heart. But uh, learning from Augustine that God also speaks to me through scriptures, but God speaks to me through others. And when I put myself in the atmosphere where I'm willing to hear God speak to me, respect the other individual, and hear what that person is trying to say with their heart, the words might not be accurate. And we might not be able to articulate exactly what's in our heart. But if I have ears which are willing to hear the heart of the other person, well, then I'm communicating, and God is communicating with me. Now, I want to take it back to where you first encountered the folks in Peru, because you said something interesting that you were going there to discover Mm -hmm. God. And and I think that most of our perceptions of missionary work is, I'm here to bring you God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you about God. And it's, you know, very much, I'm going to be talking at you. It's surprising to hear you say that Mm -hmm. you went there to discover God. Can you tell us more about why you phrased it that way? My experience in my family, a Catholic family in the Bronx, to listen to one another. My father would... not infrequently say, Arch, you're going to be something someday. I don't know what. So just the fact that he put his trust in me and built up trust in me, that God was able to work in and with me. and and learn to respect and love my family. My brother was in Vietnam during the war. My sister at that point was a Dominican sister in formation. Well, here we were. We had learned to pray the rosary as a family. But while he was in the war, we prayed the rosary each day. My sister, where she was in formation, myself at Villanova, where I was in formation, my brother in Vietnam, where he was fighting to defend our country, and my youngest sister was home with my parents. So here were the four of us with our parents were praying the rosary the same time each day, that gets you into the the habit of listening, knowing that somebody is far away. You can't see them. You can't hear them except with your heart. And knowing that God truly wants us to to listen to one another. Scripture's full of it. And so being open to Scripture, the blessing of having my mind and heart open to Scripture through formation and through my family allows me to believe that God speaks to us through one another, that we don't bring God. We are all image and likeness of God. There's nobody who was ever created who is not image and likeness of God. Maybe some have not been blessed to know that. They feel that they are worth less, or I make them feel worthless. If I don't listen to somebody, I don't pay attention to somebody, I ignore somebody, wow, how am I going to be able to talk to God about these people? How am I going to talk to these people about God? God is in one another. Am I willing to sit back and discover God? Do I truly believe that? How does that work out in parish life? What can we learn from this, especially in the wake of this clerical abuse crisis where so many feel betrayed by the leaders of the church? How does this just not become a event session then we go back to normal? How do we change this? Oh, but God willing, we will not go back to normal. I, as I say, I haven't been here in the United States for, for long, but my experience in Peru was we were asked to build church. And to build church was, as in the case of, of St. Francis, was not to build a building, but to build community. And certainly the Augustinians, our gift, our charism for the world is to do that, to try to be a community which gives witness to God's presence in community. Augustine says, love God in one another 
whose temples you have become. So the, the very fact that this is in my heart since childhood to be able to respect one another and then to build community, I learned enough while I was at Villanova and then later on in theology that community, grace builds on nature. And we can't talk about community unless we talk about group. A group of people who come together at a bus stop. They're not a community. A community is a group of people, yes, that's nature, but grace builds on that because they share a common goal, which they have talked about and decided on, and they work towards that common goal. You cannot do that without communication. Dialogue. Dialogue is speaking as well as listening. So it's not somebody telling me what to do. It's us discovering what to do. And knowing, I know I'm limited. I know that I have faults. And so rather than simply pointing out the faults of others, knowing that God is also present in the others, be able to see what is good, what is positive, what is truly my brother, my sister in one another. That's building up community. So there's a real humility that that comes into play here that really says that I don't have all the answers and it's not about just me making myself, my voice heard, which so many people seem to want to do and asserting individual rights. As you said, there's a larger and long-term goal. Yeah, isn't that true? That's so true that realize that, that we discover God together, that we don't bring God to one another. We can bring the opportunity to discover God, but we discover God in one another, in ourselves. Some people are not willing to discover God in themselves, and so they search for other ways to hide that. And those are many of the habits which we tend to pick up, which don't allow us to be in contact with who we are, and therefore don't allow us to be in contact with God. The images which we put out there, the rituals which we go through, the things that we do which don't express who we are. But we are truly human. We are truly Christian the more we relate, the more we're willing to reveal ourselves to one another, the more we're willing to discover God in one another. It's a challenge, it's lifelong, but I truly believe that the reign of God is here and now. Not fully, not yet, but it is here. Am I willing to discover it? That's the challenge. Do I want to go to heaven? Now, yes. I don't need to wait till after I die to go to heaven. I anticipate it now by building up the reign of God now. So the crisis which we are undergoing one more time of not recognizing the value of each and every human being is an opportunity for us to be church once again, to recognize the importance of building up community. That pornography is so prevalent. People treating others as objects, seeing others as vehicles or instruments, rather than seeing us as God, image and life of God. It really helps to build up community. So group becomes community, community then becomes Christian community. It becomes Christian community when we're a community which shares faith, what we believe. So we're not just together in the same building doing the same thing at the same time. We share our faith. We share our worship. We worship a God who is present among us, not entirely. A God without whom we could not build up the reign of God. God needs us. That is our God. Our God has chosen to need us. When we talk about the all-powerful God, and unfortunately, this is a great image that God is all-powerful, therefore, what am I to do? No, God has chosen to not do it without us. So we need one another, and we need one another as community to build up smaller communities, families, local Christian communities, and then a parish as a communion of communities in which we have the opportunity, not only the opportunity, but we structure the way we can listen to one another. 
When I teach in the church management program at Villanova for people from all over the globe, it's a wonderful opportunity, particularly for somebody who didn't have electricity or internet for so long, to be able to be in touch with students in Rome and Ghana and Nigeria and Anchorage, Alaska, and their experience of church and encourage them to think of the church as an instrument of communion, an opportunity to build up a world in dialogue willing to say our truth, but hear the truth of others. So when we talk about building up church and people think that we're the church for the Catholic world, you say, where did we go wrong? What's missing here? God did not send his son for Catholics. God sent his son to show his love for everyone, for the world. And so we have become too content, and certainly in part of that, that working with those who come towards us, we don't build a parish in which we can hear the voice of the people, and the particular case of Oscar Romero, to hear the voice of the poor, the cry of the poor. He was part of a movement, part of the church, the uh, post-Vatican II church, which is the early Acts of the Apostles church, which is built on discovering God in us, the historicity, God is here among us. And if I recognize God in my neighborhood, I'm not going to walk by. As I said, I'm from the Bronx. And how many people would know one another on my block? Well, not that many. The people who live in the neighboring houses, that's how you build up church, by neighbors getting to know one another. Now, we were from many different countries in that one part of the block. In fact, we were from many different faiths, but we shared a lot. We shared a lot. And that's the basis of discovering God in one another. When we live community, we discover God. The more we relate, the more truly like God we are. What a message of hope at a time when it is so needed. Father Robert Picaro, thank you for sharing this message of hope with us today. Much appreciated, much needed at this time Uh, in the church. Thank you for inviting me, Gina. I'm very glad to have the opportunity. And it's great to know that there are people who are also interested in, in learning how to build a better world for everybody. Amen. Will you join us soon again, I hope? Thank you. I'd love to. All right. God bless. You too. Thanks. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Funding for catholicphilly.com comes from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and from readers and listeners like you. Support excellence in Catholic journalism. Visit catholicphilly.com and click on Make a Donation.